We're live. Nice. All right, sorry guys, we had a little bit of uh, tech issues. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I was using Zoom and um, when I was using my laptop, it has to connect through Workplace and I tried five times and I gave up. So what are we gonna do? All right, I can see. I don't know, man. Maybe I should maybe I should drill down and grill you today. Actually, you know what's really interesting? Why why don't we talk about learning from reality, right? So we are next week, Amit and I will be together in Miami and we're gonna be recording a full on listing presentation video, right? Like what do you do before, what do you do during, what do you do after, what are the objections? So let's talk through and give people uh, a chance, one, to help help create what they want, right? So if you have a if you've ever wondered what to say in a listing presentation. We want to know where do you get stuck, where are your challenges, whatever that is. And let's just talk about that, right? Like, why do you find it? I actually really like them drilling you today. Um, why do you find that agents are so challenged with giving listing presentations when they've been doing the same thing for 10, 20 years? Say that again. You were cutting out. What do you think? Why do you think agents are so challenged with listing presentations, right? Even though they've been doing the same thing for 10, 20 years, some of them. I mean, there's an issue with your sound. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you look at it, right? Oops, can you hear me? How is my sound now? A hundred percent better. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. Now, now we can get back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> so if you think of, if you think about it, right? And I just did a pitch and compass thing for the entire state of Connecticut, and I added a slide. And it said, what's the difference between the pitch and a presentation? You know the answer to that question? No, tell me. So if you look at a presentation, that's exactly what it is. It's a presentation, right? Remember being in college and sitting through a college-style lecture? What a horrible word to attend something, right? A lecture. Who wants to be lectured? But in essence, like, we're told to practice our presentation. So we practice, we practice, we practice, we practice. And then we go there, we're all excited, and we present. And there's something really wrong with that. What, you know what's wrong with that? Yeah, you're not involving the other person. You're talking at them the entire time, right? Like it's, it's pretty scary. And, you know, like in, in our coaching groups, we'll use like a stopwatch, right? And I did this with a team the other day. And I stopwatched the first part of their presentation for three minutes. And I kept writing down all the different concepts they went through going through, right? From like, here's who I am. Here's my team. Here's how I we came together. You. Yeah. While you were doing this, I guarantee you, if they're like any other agent, they thought they were killing it. 
Probably, you know, but, but here's the crazy thing. All these people do this stuff and they have success. That's why we find there's so much more room to grow, right? So if you look at this, number one, there's fundamentally a concept, which is a big block, right? So how you market a home is a concept. How you price a home is a concept. How you communicate is a concept. How you talk about the company you work for is a concept, right? These are all like chapters in a book, but you could go through five different concepts in three and a half minutes. You're going to talk at somebody and watch this. If you're sitting somewhere in silence, let me, let me show everyone this example. Um, let's see. Watch what, watch what this feels like to somebody else. I'm gonna, everyone can see my clock, right? Now watch this for 20 seconds. Finally. It feels like a long time, right? Now imagine what it's like when you talk at somebody for three minutes and then you go to the next part of your presentation. Yeah, I mean, that, that was such a huge thing that I learned from you. And I, I think, and this is to digress a bit, it's like, I used to get so upset when I saw my Compass Insights and it said that this person was on my listing for like, 45 seconds or a minute and two seconds. And I was like, man, that really sucks. I don't want to show that to them. But then when you do the stopwatch, it's like, oh my God, they're like, they're digesting everything. Exactly. But that's what we call creating the experience, right? So let's make sure that we create the experience that we want them to have. Like most people, like, could you imagine how powerful it is if you walked into a listing presentation, you showed all your marketing, we all say we have the, I love it, right? There's only one person to be the best, but in real estate, there's a million agents that have the best <laughs> marketing, right? We all have the best marketing. Hey, would it be helpful, Amit, if I was able to quantifiably show you what it's like for an online buyer to view your listing on compass.com through the, through the direct marketing we do? Sure. Do you think any other agent showing them that? Not really. And if they are, they're not like making it crystal clear what they're doing. They don't have like, I don't know what else is out there, but from my knowledge, right? Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com doesn't release this information publicly. So find a listing you have in contract, show up there. You have a great result and say, look, this is what the buyers did on there. Let me show you. Go to the listing on compass.com. Go there. You pull up the listing here. The thing hit the stopwatch. Go through it, then hit stop, and you can show them then the insights report, and that's what buyers are doing. See, we knew through our insights reports, buyers are spending this much time on the listing, and, and this is what it's like when a buyer works with us, and this is how we're able to create great, compelling, engaging marketing. Right. So I answered your question wrong. I thought you were just saying, is anyone showing them their listings a certain way? But with the actual stopwatch, no. No one is doing that. Yep. Exactly. So it's, it's ultimately, how do you communicate this information with somebody clearly, right? Because if they don't understand what the hell you're doing, how can they see value in it, right? Yeah. Then, then you're just, uh, you're using their prior experiences to decide, make the decision for you, whether you're good or not. 
Exactly. But e even if you take this one step further, right? Do you know, how often do you think about the difference between um, I can't afford it and too expensive? How often do I think of that? Like yeah. a consumer? Yeah. Or like if I'm buying something? Like that whole concept, right? Of I can't afford it versus it's too expensive. Yeah. Um, it's not showing value, right? Exactly. And in, and in real estate, that means I need to think about it. I want to interview another agent. I'm not really sure, right? Like how clearly are we demonstrating our value? And like, like this is what people ask us all the time. Like, what do I do when I go there? What do I do when I get there? Like I had the best tools in the world to compass. This stuff doesn't exist anywhere, right? If, if I sat in a room full of every agent from every company, I would sit down cold heartedly and look them in the eye and say, I do honestly believe that if you don't listen to the compass agent, you're leaving money on the table. Yeah, I believe. But that. how do you communicate that with somebody? Yeah, it's those experiences. Is my volume good or is it still bad? Yeah, it's it's perfect. Okay, I need an AC. <laughs> it's hot in Miami, huh? <laughs> it's it's eighty four degrees, but it feels like a hundred. Yep. You'll get to experience that next week. I know I got to go shopping to buy some uh, clothes that are not Northeast, but so look for everyone on here. We just had a whole group of people jump on. What we're talking about is really the dynamics of an effective listing presentation, right? Like how do you really communicate your unique value proposition? If you guys are here in the beginning, I'm and I are going to be together next week and we're going to record a product for everyone that walks everyone through like what to do, how to say it, different ways to handle it. Because look, in the end, you're going to be in this career at least another 10, 15 years, most of us, right? 20, some more. If you don't know how to answer the most basic questions, demonstrate your value proposition, create the experience the other person wants and how to align on that, you're shooting in the dark. You're leaving money on the table. You know, it's funny because like if we just learn a few words or a few different ways of presenting things, can make us an extra six figures a year or, you know, in our career. It, it's, it's so amazing that we were lucky enough to have this job where we have to just incrementally improve and it makes, it can make a change in our life, you know? Mm -hmm. And look, in the end of it, the better of an experience you create for your clients, the more that you can articulate what you do, the easier it is for them to get you referrals, right? Like we talk about things with people buying properties. If you sent, if you just at the end of every property sat down and said, Hey, I mean, I know it's, it's my job to keep track of feedback. We're going to look at five homes. Would it be okay if we took five minutes or three minutes, even at the end of every property. So I was able to document the feedback, the questions, the concerns you had fresh on your mind. And then I'll put together a recap email. They'd say, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing that no one really does that. Well, you know, a very, very, very small percentage of so people. And it helps now you as you, an agent too. Yeah. Um, sellers don't know what they don't know. They see realtors as a commodity. I love that Susie's always here. Hey, Susie. Um, so if you think about that now, I, I'm working with an agent. I'm going out. I'm frustrated. And then you come along and say, Hey man, you got to work with my agent. You get look at the, I could forward you the recap email I get every single time. So I'm not, it's not like I'm doing their job, right? Sellers don't know what they don't know, but here's what the seller knows. 
There's a reason that they're moving. There's an expectation they have an agent. There's things that have happened that are disappointments that they're looking to avoid and concerns they have in making any kind of transition, right? Those are four fundamental things. And Susie, without finding out what specifically they want to know, you're pitching in the dark, right? A pitch is a two-way conversation. Shark Tank is a pitch. They do a pitch. They ask questions. That they engage the people, right? Versus more of like a, I shouldn't even call it a presentation. I'm going to go do a listing lecture. Right. That's what we'll call them from now on. You it, know? It's true. The, the lectures. What a terrible word, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so, look, we want to simplify this process. Tell us what other challenges you guys have with listening presentations. Drop no. a comment in. Yeah, so uh, a common one could be like, Someone saying, why do I need an agent now to sell a home? You know, I, if I put it on the market, I'll sell it tomorrow. And I would say, great. So given that's how you feel and, and that the market's very hot, what specifically made you contact me this afternoon? Um, a friend of mine told me about you. Okay, so, so you got a recommendation from a friend. So what would be most appealing to work with an agent versus selling it on your own? I guess if we can do less work and if we don't have to like spend money upfront marketing. Oh, wait, hold on. I, I would, fl I would flip that. Hold on. I'm going to, I have a better question. My friend referred me to you. I'm going to say, you know what, Ahmed, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. And one of the first things you shared with me that you felt that you could sell your home on your own, given that that's your feeling and your view on the market, what made you still want to reach out to me, even though your friend suggested it? Um, I don't know. Maybe there's a better way of doing it. Okay. There's a better way of doing it. Right. So let's get a better idea of what's important to you. Right. Like if you were to work with an agent, what are your expectations of that agent? Um, I want them to do everything. If I'm going to pay the money, they need to make more than I would on my own and they need to do all the work. Okay. So there, there are two things I hearing that I'm hearing, right? Obviously you would say, with an agent, you'd want to sell your home for more money and that your expectation is that they take care of the entire process. Yeah. So apples to apples, right? If the money was the same and you had all that time back in your day and someone had to do the process, is that something you see a value in or not? I guess if you put it that way, yeah. That's a good one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now say no, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. Totally makes sense. And you know, when you're looking for properties online, have you seen some that you liked and some you didn't like? Um, yeah, we've seen quite a few. And have you noticed there's a difference in some that are marketed better that draw people in versus some that you can tell that they took the pictures on their own with a cell phone? Yeah, some don't even have pictures. Yeah, and, and like in your experience as a consumer, when brands market something really well, does it make you more engaged, more likely to buy and possibly want to spend more money on it because of the experience they've created? Yeah, of course. And I'm mean, just like all those other experiences I have buying a homes, a very similar thing, right? Um, from the way that we pre-market our home, we collaborate with agents, we find off market opportunities, managing the transaction and all the little details. That's where we find, where all the additional funds will come from. And ultimately, look, you, you mentioned that you're a lawyer. Um, your time's probably, what do you bill an hour? 450. 
450, right? So look at the cost of your time or anyone's time, right? And look, ultimately my job is to support you 100% any decision you made. And if you feel like you want to sell it on your own, by, by all means, like I'm not here to stop you. I'm just here to give you a second option. Okay, makes sense. That sounds a lot less pushy, huh? It doesn't sound pushy as, at all, but it makes sense. Yep. It's funny, I saw this um, Instagram reel the other day and it was about like selling on the internet and they, it was like selling on the internet is never selling on the internet, you know? It's, it's the way we make it seem. When we sound desperate and like, when we get upset that someone says that they wanna sell their home on their own. And imagine you weren't a real estate agent and you, you heard about your friend that got 10 offers on their home and they sold it for 200,000 over asking price. Would it make you want to pay the percent that you pay to an agent? Maybe not. But if it was explained properly, maybe you would. Detach, like if you follow my Instagram, I'll put the handle here. You could see one of our clients, um, one of our clients, she posted this. It said, I had to write this. It said, detach yourself from the outcome, right? And it's really important. Well, you know, I, I want to list my house on my own. Great. I completely hear that you want to do that. The market's great. And then you go into it. Well, I'll only sell my house if I get $3 million. Great. You know, like, look, like in, in novels, there's a protagonist and an antagonist. And when you go to a listing pitch, like it's the same thing. Are you the protagonist or are you the antagonist, right? The second you're not in alignment with the client's views and values and what they want, you're the antagonist. So our job is to help them get to where we want them to be with it being their idea in their words. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that alignment is so important and, you know, just like with anything, just like working out, eating better and stuff like that, it's difficult in the beginning to detach yourself. For me, it was really difficult, but then as you do it and you do it more, it gets easier and easier. And I'm, you know, I'm super proud of Jade on the team. She lost a deal the other day for a million one. The guy was going to buy a home on it. I mean, build a home on it. She was going to get the listing. It was probably going to be like four or five million dollars. And she just texted me the other day and said, hey, this deal isn't going through. I'm saying I said, like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. She's like, oh, it's OK. I'm over it. And like when you can do that, it makes you so much better because like in real estate, I'm sure you guys could relate to this when you have that one client that's pulling you down it just kills you with everything but if you don't care whether you have them or not it makes life so much easier so detaching is huge yeah and the as they say in disney that's all folks for today <laughs> sellers don't know what they don't know there are many homeowners putting a sign on the ground and getting offers and look susie that's okay if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. How can I help represent you in your next purchase? Listen, you don't know what anyone's financial situation is, right? Like $50,000, $60,000 is a lot of money, but that's when you need something more compelling. So that's when you could realize like in some markets, we know like if you find a dated home, right? And you put some concierge money in, it's going to make the value go up significantly, right? Because in the condition it is, it's selling right away. If it's any more updated, there's a significant premium. So these are all things to think about. You got to know how to use the tools in your tool belt. You got to know how to communicate it. And most importantly, 
you need to know how to engage in a way that's going to be helpful for another person, right? Like, don't be so combative. Yeah, it, it just makes you seem when you don't care. Like, imagine you go to a doctor, the best doctor in the world, and you say you're going to get a second opinion and he got offended. Like, you wouldn't want to work with that doctor. You wouldn't want that doctor to be your doctor. They're like, okay, makes sense, you know? Yep. Exactly. So, we shall hold on next Wednesday. Where are we going to be next? Uh, I think next. Miami. I'll be in so, Miami. So, I don't think we're going to do a ask me. We're going to we're going to skip a week. Um yep. So, guys, we'll have time off, but um and I'll be recording lots and lots and lots of videos. So, um if you have any questions, objections that you'd like to see in the program, let us know and uh look, thank you guys for tuning in, Susie. We truly appreciate you. You are true and true here every week so i appreciate yes. your presence your engagement your questions and hey guys look for the rest of you guys that are watching i know we're interesting people but share with us your questions and stuff right this is literally live coaching there is no cost let's make it happen for you so have a great day and we'll see you guys soon bye see you guys take care